Welcome to Brit Happens. I'm your host, Brittany Sharpton. And I saw a huge opportunity to provide cars for Uber drivers and make the way to work easier. Once we got that, we cut the deal with Uber in Brazil and we are Uber partners in Brazil and we, we are providing cars for Uber drivers there. And not only for Uber drivers, a lot of millennials who doesn't want the old model of car ownership. And I realized I need partners on that. When I went in Brazil, we met the former CEO of Hertz in Brazil, <laughs> and he joined us there, and he's our partner there. He actually runs the Brazilian operations, and, and uh, we are very happy for that, to have that, to build a team. Today's episode, titled Hi Vai, features our guest, JP Galval. He is the co-founder and CEO of Vai, which means go in Portuguese, a tech startup for urban mobility and the Netflix of car rentals. His company is now a partner with Uber Brazil, with sales shooting from 150,000 to 20 million in less than a year. In this episode, JP shares his story of how he brought the concept of CAS, car as a service, to Brazil, the challenges he's faced as an entrepreneur, and advice on overcoming those obstacles. Let's welcome JP. I am incredibly excited to have a very special guest with me today, my friend JP Galvao. <laughs> very good. You did it well. Who is a serial entrepreneur, really nice guy. I'm excited to share temporary setbacks and how he's used those to catapult and ultimately win in his industry. So you are a seasoned and successful entrepreneur who, as I mentioned, you moved to Miami, Florida about how many years ago? Seven years. Seven years. Can you walk us through how you got here and what path you took? Yes. Uh, moving to Miami was not exactly a planned decision. Uh, Brazil was in the peak of the economic growth 2011, and my company was in the best moment. But a kidnapped threats against my kid was the last straw for the decision. I had a nice surprise when I arrived here in Miami and I found a, a very intense tax hand and see a lot of new entrepreneurs coming here and, mm-hmm. and starting a new technology business. Mm-hmm. And this was key on the decision of build a new company here in a tech space. Nice. So I think you kind of brushed over this, but this is crazy. So there were literally kidnap threats on your family. Yes. Is that common or uncommon? Well, it depends on the region of where you are in Brazil. and But unfortunately, the, the region that I was, it's very hard on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you're safe here. No one's going to come and take you from the yeah. studio. <laughs> <laughs> so, JP, tell us about your current business. What's the name of it? What service or product do you all provide? Well, the name is Vi, V-A-I. You can find them on Vi.car, Vi.car. Doesn't sound very well for English, but in Portuguese, Vi means goal. Okay. So it's a, it's a very nice name for, for Portuguese speakers. It's a solution that we like to say it's a car as a service. We like to define that, as you told, the Netflix of cars. It's a car subscription service. Very, very cool. So is Vi based in Brazil? It's a U.S. company doing business in Brazil. Okay. We start the company here. We incorporate the company here, make all the tests here in the U.S., and we decide to launch the, the concept in Brazil, and we did uh, well there. 
Very nice. And offline, we were discussing how you all did some pilots in two major cities in the U.S. Can you kind of tell us how that went? Yes. The idea both here in Miami, I tried to get a, an Uber from my home to South Beach, and there was a new option in the Uber. It was the SUV looks, and I, mm-hmm. wow, it's new. Let's take that. And it was five times more expensive than my regular ride. And I, come on, guy. Right. <laughs> Why? It's five times more. And I asked to the driver when I was back in, mm-hmm. in a Corolla or uh, Uber X car. Right. <laughs> because you cannot pay five times, two times, yeah? So uh, uh, when I was back into to home and I started to talk with the guys, why, why did you pay? If you receive five times more mm-hmm. to do a ride just because an SUV, why did you not apply for a bigger car and, right. and, and only do rides and use an SUV? It's mm-hmm. five times more money. And the guy told me, listen, I have no credit for that. I have no ways to apply for an SUV. And I told, okay, you have no credit for that. Why you don't go to a rental car and rent a car for that? And the guy told, listen, it's hard to rent a car. It's hard? For me, it's easy. I mm-hmm. just stepped out. It's a two-minute process. The car's there. It's simple. Right. It's simple for us. But U.S. has millions of persons, and people doesn't have a credit card to oh. apply to make a security deposit for to take the cars. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's easy. We just give a credit card. We don't see what's happening. Right. For them, he introduced me to a concept that, do you know what is what does mean? Bibir diario. Bibir diario. It's like life daily. Oh. Or life day by day. Mm-hmm. I only have money to life to, to live today. I don't have money to live tomorrow. Mm. I don't have one week of savings. I have one day. And every single day, I went to the streets to make money to live another day. And I started to think about that and study about the market. And I saw a huge opportunity to provide cars for Uber drivers and make the wave to work easier. Once we got that, we cut a deal with Uber in Brazil and we are Uber partners in Brazil and we we are providing cars for Uber drivers there. And not only for Uber drivers, a lot of millennials who doesn't want the old model of car ownership are subscribing to the service. service. I love that story because every great entrepreneur knows that you become successful when you can address a problem. So this was something random you just decided to choose, the Uber Lux. It's five times as expensive. You said, I'm definitely not paying that going back. You're talking to the guy who was your unofficial focus group. (laughs) And you got some market research. And how long after this conversation with the Uber X driver did you implement your idea into this business? Three months. Wow. So you don't waste any time. In 90 days, you went from, I can help you five times your revenue. JP, the concept of the Netflix for cars is really, really cool. Can you walk us through how you rent a car on Vi.car? It's simple. It's a subscription service. You go there, you do a sign up. We run some check about your drive history. We do not run background. We do not run credit checks for that. And once you are proven, you ask for your car and you deliver your car in our doorstep like that. All the experience is mobile. You just pick that, pay for your service, and we deliver the car. And it's a monthly subscription. So every month, you don't if you don't want the car anymore, I can cancel. You can cancel. No panels, no hidden fees. It's easy, easy like that. Okay, so I go to vai.car. Type in my information. There are different levels of the subscription. Yes, based on the type of the car. Okay, based on the type of the car. And the subscription ranges from 
how much per month and what's the high end per month? Well, it's with cars in Brazil, I, I have oh, to do to do the, the exchange rate mm-hmm. and to the conversion to, to here, but it's around three hundred and five hundred dollars. Oh, which is less than most people's car payments. Yes. Yes. And this payments includes everything, uh, insurance, roadside assistance, everything. So if I was a customer of yours, when I realized I don't want this car anymore, I just wait to the end of the month and I can be out and free. Yes. I wish you would have told me about this three years ago, but it okay. didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. For anyone listening, they're thinking, okay, we have JP here. He's in an Uber X and he's like, okay, I launched this business and now all of a sudden I'm a partner in Brazil with Uber, which is super cool. But what steps did you take or did you have any background auto experience? Well, I'm a, an auto lover, always. This is the only background that I had for <laughs> auto industry, but I always did business in my life. And I realized I need partners on that. When I went in Brazil, we met the former CEO of Hertz in Brazil. Mm, And he joined us there. And he's our partner there. He actually runs the Brazilian operations. And and, uh, we are very happy for that, to have to to build a team. There's a lot of different people there and Mm -hmm. skilled people and amazing people there. That is really, really interesting and cool. But JP, of course, there had to have been certain challenges with launching this venture. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, a lot. We have <laughs> challenges every day. The challenges are changing a little bit, but it, we have challenges every day. Uh, when we started the company and we had the first conversations with Uber, I remember the, the girl told us, listen, what you are trying to do is very hard. When you reach 1,000 cars on the road, I'm completely open to talk about that. Let's talk when you reach 1,000 okay no problem let's let's make it happen mm-hmm. and some weeks after we start the business try a lot of to, to reach the 1000 cars but 1000 cars is very hard to put on the road right and i realized this, it was very hard to do that without the partnership with with them so uh, this is the time that we decide to by fault the model to go to brazil and test there because there the market shows better for us on that. Really? And we reach that very fast in Brazil. And actually, Uber asked us to work with them. Wow, look how the tables have turned. Uh, yes, yes, in <laughs> Brazil, before we reach the 1,000 cars. Okay. And But this is, they're an amazing company. They're doing very well. And we, are, we have a, a really good relationship and yes. partnership well that's an understatement both yeah. you and uber are doing well and i think that's yeah. a testament to your company that they are open to partner with you and not only did you not have to reach the initial threshold but yeah. they yeah. came and reached out to you they were yeah. probably like this is better to partner with jp than for him to be a competitor so no no it's not a competitor <laughs> actually right. we help them Right, that's what I'm saying. Yes, it's a, yes, it's yes. a great partnership. So yes. how many cars do you have on the road right now? 2,000. Around 2,000. These numbers change every day, but around 2,000. Very cool. And we're in January 2019. So yeah. if you happen to be listening to this six months down the road, JP may have 2,500 cars on the road. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Let's. JP, many people talk about the definition of success and what that looks like. But how do you define failure? Does failure even exist for you? For sure, all the time. <laughs> I like to see the life as, as in a startup, okay? okay? In a startup world, you are challenged to test and go. You have an idea, you test the idea, and if the idea fails, you just change. And this is the major competitive advantage of 
being a startup. You can test, you can fail. You can fail more than, than a company who has strong governance and has uh, investors, uh, formal investors that doesn't want to see their money uh, right. uh, uh, running around around tests and errors. So this is the good thing to be backed by venture capitalists because they are more open to risk, okay? I see the life in the same way. Mm -hmm. If you test and fail, test and fail, test and fail, you will build a better life for you. So this is how I like to see my life. Mm -hmm. I like to look to my life and say, well, I tested some different things. I failed a lot. I have failed a lot, several different ways but this is part of the life right this is the part of the a good life and like the saying goes stumbling blocks are just stepping stones so yeah. you take that experience learn from it and move on in yeah. life and in business yeah what's your thought process or do you do anything like yoga or working out to become more resilient is it more mental or do you spend more time with your family how does jp bounce back when someone tells you no well no is not necessarily something bad, yeah? Very true. Uh, what, what I like to, to do is I, I like to, to keep my mind in three, in three bases, okay? Mm -hmm. Optimism, brutal, honest, and think big. I love it. Optimism, brutal honesty, and think big. Yes. Optimism because it's the key. It's hard, it's hard to develop something new. You always have blockers. You will always have problems. It's part of the deal. Right. And it's part of the game. If you're enjoying this game, you will have that. Right. So keep your mind optimistic about the future and have big dreams. If you have small dreams, you will never, you will never achieve what, and, and the blocks will look, will look great, greater than the, the goal. Right. I, I love that. Can you repeat it? The stumbling blocks would exceed the size of the goal if you don't dream big enough. Yes. The point of the brutal honesty, don't lie for yourself. You need to understand where you are clear in this path. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't know all the road, but you are seeing the goal. And you need to know your position in the game to do not lie to yourself. Right. So this is the three base that I, I used to do in my life to keep the focus and it's optimism, brutal honesty, and, and think, think big. big. Yeah. So that brings me to a follow-up. Do you have, and I would think yes, like a st strategic plan or a balanced scorecard that you follow to help you gauge where you are? Or do you have like a think tank of partners or even friends who can be brutally honest with you? Because sometimes maybe your opinion of an idea is not that awesome, no offense. Yeah, a strategic plan, I don't like to see it on, on this way. I have the goals mm -hmm. and I follow the goals and try to and I try to, to draw some plans. Sometimes this plans completely bullshit. You mm -hmm. you only realize it's a bullshit when you're doing that. You say, <laughs> okay, this is a bullshit and, and you pass that. Right. Uh, but be with people, keep people around you that can be brutal, honest with you all the time. For me, this is a key. And I always have people around me, people that I trust, people that I know they will give me the best of them for, mm -hmm. and they have no... Autorial motive. Or, yes, right. yes. Okay, so not only because you're a very... I find you to be a super straight shooter, mm -hmm. and I can only imagine that your circle closest to you also like... Yeah. That JP is 
for example, he's a really nice guy, but he's not smiling right now. He's serious about this. <laughs> okay. When it's all said and done and the history books are written, and I'm going to preface this with saying, JP, I know you're just 37 and have a lot more life to go, but what would you like your legacy to be as a human being and as a businessman? I like to think about make difference in people's life. And if my personal life and my business life, if you can split both, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my life is everything's about makes difference. Mm -hmm. I, I like this idea to think about that. I like, I like to think the history will talk about JP made real difference in people's life or building a business that helped people to do something. Okay. This is my that's how you the yeah. highlight reel for the history. Yes. So, somewhat switching gears for a fun question. Mm -hmm. What is something that someone would be really, really surprised to know about you? Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People probably think you are a lot more serious than you could be in your leisure time, or... Yes, yeah, sometimes I look more serious than I am. And I, I used to laugh a lot with my closest ones, and I sometimes I'm not so comfortable to make some jokes on, <laughs> on the company space or, or something like that. So I look more serious when you're looking From afar, like, uh, right. Yes. But I guess that's probably the safest bet. Like you said, if you're not comfortable yeah, yeah, with someone, yeah. why yeah. would you start cracking jokes? So. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. JP, what is something that people would be really surprised to learn about you? Bar soaps. Bar soaps. Now, we can go in a lot of directions. What do you mean? Yeah, I I hate that body washes. You hate I, body wash? Yes, and I, I only use bar soaps. And sometimes it's so common you arrive in, in some place in hotels and there's only body wash. And I, I stop everything going to pharmacy to you know, Walgreens or CVS to get a bar soap because I need a bar soap and cannot be that kind of Dove stuff because <laughs> it seems like uh, Dove is like a body wash. A body wash, a body wash in, in, in bars. Cannot be that. That has to be that old bar, old way bar soap, you know? Like the old school traditional before yes. body wash even existed. So yeah. this is really hilarious. So yeah. is it because you just don't feel clean with that liquid? Yes, yes. And it's slimy. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so would you mind sharing your favorite brand of bar soap? Oh, it's, well, I, now I use ones from Santa Maria Novella in, in Brico. It's, oh. it's, it's near my home and I just like that but uh, 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 in Brazil uh, there's different ones and I and I had my, 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 my brand there but that's not here in the US so you know well, that's hilarious sorry, yeah. so JP at what point have you always been this way Yes. Oh, okay. Always. I always have a problem with that. Once they, they start to use that I, I start guys why did someone had an idea to put shampoo in your body <laughs> Shampoo is for the head, it's not for the body. I don't like to put shampoo in my body. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's a first. This yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you are an amazing father to two. Yeah. And to make the unit complete, you are clearly a very successful guy and a personable guy who loves to stay clean with bar soap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there a special woman? Who you are using this bar soap for? 
Okay, this is ki that kind of question. You should not answer uh, live, okay? <laughs> Let's answer that offline. <laughs> okay, that is fair. That is <laughs> JP, how can people get in touch with you? <laughs> so can you please share your social media handles for your business and the website so listeners can log on? Yeah, you can find me through email first. <laughs> JP at vi.car at vai.car through the LinkedIn account. Okay. Uh, LinkedIn slash JP Galvo. G-A-L-V-A-O. Okay. And that's it. And does Vi have an Instagram account? Yes, yes. Uh, it's Vicar Brazil. Okay. Because we are only working in Brazil. Okay? So please follow... JP, will you be speaking at any events here in the U.S. anytime soon, or for our Brazilian listeners? Well, in U.S., I, I have no agenda for that, but feel free to invite me. I will, okay, I will go awesome. if you invite me. And and but I have some event in Brazil coming that I I'm invited to speak there. Yeah. Oh, when? So I can book my flight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the full schedule. <laughs> well, thank you so much, JP. I really enjoyed this. Please check out Vi now. Toodles. I mean, bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>